The commissioner of baseball is a coward, and he's trying to crash America's game while doing business with communist China. When the media faces a story that goes against their narrative, they have no choice but to go back to COVID instead of dealing with the story. And AOC is not only a moron, she's worthless. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you folks had a great Easter. I had a very good Easter. Good times. Um, but let's get straight to the news because there's a lot of stuff. And I This weekend, I actually went up to Los Angeles from San Diego for my family. And when we go, when my fiance and I go, usually she drives up and I drive back. And whenever I drive up, I always find some great stories. I cruise through Twitter and I find some great stories. I've got a couple for you tomorrow. So let's just talk about the news because there is so much going on. Um, well, Georgia has passed a new voting bill in an effort to shore up the legitimacy of the election in Georgia, especially after the 2020 election. And they want to keep it clear from corruption. They want to know who's voting. They want accurate vote counts, things of that nature. They don't, they don't want it like it was back in, I don't know, 2020 when it took them like two weeks after to to figure out who was the president or wait until December or January, whatever, to actually know who is the president. So here's some of the things this law does. The first, it expands uh, early voting to 17 days. So you have election day and you have 17 days before election day. Now, this is something I've never liked. I always thought, you know, we should have elections on election day. But then I thought about it and I thought, you know, we are getting bigger as a country. Their populations are more interested in politics, so more people are voting. So I can kind of see doing early voting. And I don't necessarily disagree with it anymore. So, you know, I had to grow up and figure out, well, why why is there suddenly the need to do this? You got to remember, I, I, we've been voting the same way on one day for the last however many years. 200 and it just seemed really weird that suddenly we can't do that anymore well maybe we can but the reality is there are so many people the country is big people can't move like they used to uh maybe it's time to actually yeah okay expand it so what they do is they've expanded it to 17 days they require id for in-person and absentee voting they require a reason for absentee voting i don't know why this is considered weird because the reality is you had to have a reason for absentee voting before. Uh, you don't, you were never just given a ballot. You had to ask for a ballot and you had to tell them why you couldn't vote. Requires the districts to report, report voter numbers each day at the end of each day of voting. That seems doesn't seem unreasonable. That way we don't find out that, oh my gosh, there were a uh, 10,000 people that voted on the 23rd, and um, why are there 250,000 votes on the 23rd? That, that seems pretty logical to me. Uh, require that nothing can be given to anyone in line except by poll workers that are hired by the state to work at the polls. Now, this is one that, that the Democrats are really playing with, and they're lying about it. 
Um, unsoli- this, the, well, the idea between that one is simply that a, somebody's, a party official can't start handing gifts to people in line. And it actually isn't all the way through the line. It's 150 paces from the actual pole itself. So it is, it is restricting a little bit, but not completely. Unsolicited applications are no longer allowed, which means in California, uh, I go to the DMV, I get my ID updated, and they send me a, they send me a ballot. That's not going to happen anymore. And I'm able to register at home and just send it through the mail. That that's and personally, I think that's a terrible way of doing it. Again, voting should not be easy. Voting should not be convenient, because if it's easy and convenient, the people who shouldn't be voting will end up voting. So the idea is registering should be kind of a pain in the butt, and should be a pain in the butt because if you don't think it's important enough to go through the process to get an, a ballot then you probably shouldn't be voting. You probably don't understand what's going on. And I really think that's the corruption of the 2020 election. People who would have never voted ended up voting. Unless uh, There will be a drop box for ballots uh, in every county, and each box can hold no more than 100,000 ballots. Now, this is different than 2020. They actually didn't have dropped up boxes in every county in Georgia. So here they're actually making it easier to vote. Now, of course, that's not what everyone is saying. Voting can, voting can occur from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., but smaller districts and can actually end voting at 5 p.m., and they can actually vote on Saturdays and Sundays, which is where the 5 p.m. time comes to play. So the idea is if you have a district or you have, yeah, a district, excuse me, not a county, but a district that only has, let's say, 10,000 people, well, you can end at 5 p.m. because people should be able to get out and vote, and you don't want to keep people sitting around. Uh, For some reason, this stuff makes none... Just think about it. Does any of that stuff really sound restrictive? As a matter of fact, it sounds like they're expanding things. They're actually expanding early voting. They're adding ballot boxes. Yes, you have to have an ID, but don't you have to have an ID to go get yourself a beer? Don't you have have an ID to go onto a plane? Are the airlines restricting your right to flight because you have to show an ID? Of course not. The not sure how these are restrictive, more restrictive, but the Democrats are lying about this like crazy right now. So this is what they're saying. They say that Georgia is restricting voting times, which they're not. It's 12 hour voting time, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I don't know many people that actually work between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. I'm sure there are. But they do have weekend votes. And they've extended early voting by 17 days. By the way, you know who else hasn't extended voting by 17 days? Blue states like New York, Virginia, and Maryland. They have the they have their early voting is like six days. So as far as Georgia goes, they're they're doing the same thing. Georgia is allowing weekend voting and Georgia is allowing twelve hour shifts. What, are they supposed to stay open for 24 hours? 
requiring ID is racist, according to the Democrats. It's, a, it's Jim Crow. You're going to hear a lot about this. I mean, these people don't seem to know what Jim Crow is. Jim Crow was real systemic racism. Not what had nothing. You couldn't vote in Jim Crow, period. But you also couldn't drink if you were black. You couldn't drink from a water fountain that was set up for white people only. You couldn't go into a white-only bathroom. You could be killed like uh, Emmett Till. And your murderers, who everyone knows who did the murder, and there's enough evidence, could get off. That's systemic racism. That's Jim Crow. That's not what this bill is about by any stretch. Asking for an ID because blacks can't get ID, don't know where the DMV is, don't know how to use the internet. As far as I'm concerned, that's racist. And most blacks, 73 or 74% of them uh, in the last uh, research, basically says blacks don't have no problems with IDs. Most, all blacks have IDs. I, I don't understand. You have to have an ID these day and age. Heck, 16-year-olds have to have an ID now. They say that the voting hours are too constricted. I talked about that. They're not. They're not. They're the same voting hours as everybody else. The difference is they're allowed to vote in the weekends too. Um, people standing in line can't get water. This is the biggest lie. And this is a lie they pushed and pushed and pushed. And even the Washington Post is pointing out this is just wrong. No. Someone from the Biden campaign can't hand somebody a bottle of water that says Joe Biden on it 150 paces from the polling place. That's the law. They can't give away t-shirts. You can, if you want to, a pollster can give you a bottle of water. Um, you can carry a bottle of water. Hell, you can even get out of line. Go get yourself a bottle of water and come back to line. So this isn't a thing. They're lying about it. They're flat out lying about this, this, this law. And yes, the law is not great. It's not written beautifully. It's very complicated. The language is very complicated, but it is far from a restrictive law. Someone apparently got to the MLBPA, that's the Major League Baseball Players Association, and told them how unjust this law is and how restrictive it is and how it's going to stop black people from voting. And the All-Star Game, which is going to be played in Atlanta, shouldn't be played in Atlanta. So the commissioner basically said, listen, we'll talk to the MLBPA uh, and we'll figure out whether we're, we're going to move. He'd be open. This is Rob. Uh, his name is Rob. Uh, uh, what's his name? Manfred. Rob Manfred. And he'd be open to moving the All-Star Game. Okay. So he gets together with 49 of the thousand baseball players that are out there, all black players, and 49 say, yeah, I think we should move the all-star game. Incredible. But it was this, which I find absolutely, absolutely amazing and unprecedented, unprecedented is what Joe Biden said on ESPN that day when he was told that the MLB was thinking of moving the All-Star game from Atlanta. 
sports and politics cross paths sometimes. That's exactly what happened last week in Major League Baseball. Tony Clark is the executive director of the Major League Baseball Players Association. He said he would, quote, look forward to discussing moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta because Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed into law a bill passed by the Republican-led state legislature to overhaul how its state elections are run. So, Mr. President, what do you think about the possibility that baseball decides to move their All-Star game out of Atlanta because of this political issue? I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. People look to them. They're leaders. Look at what's happened with the NBA as well. Look at what's happened across the board. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these, in these various sports. And it's just not right. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. What it's all about. Imagine passing a law saying you cannot provide water or food for someone standing in a line to vote. Can't do that? Come on. Or you're going to close a polling place at 5 o'clock when working people just get off? This is all about keeping working folks and ordinary folks that I grew up with from being able to vote. If they do decide to move the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, it won't be the first time in professional sports they moved the 2017 uh, NBA All-Star Game out of Charlotte for political reasons as well. This is just unprecedented that a president of the United States goes on a sports show, which is supposedly in ESPN, be nonpartisan, and starts ripping a state and encouraging Major League Baseball to move its all-star game out of the state. And I think it shouldn't, maybe it shouldn't be, because this is propaganda. This whole, this whole interview was propaganda. And you could tell, because I don't know, I had more questions I would have liked to had answered. I mean, here's the one question. Why should a, a policy, a state policy, be driven by a bunch of baseball players that make millions of dollars and probably don't understand the law? And the, the other question is, what parts of the law? What parts of the law are restrictive, President Biden? Because if there is something restrictive in the law, you should be able to quote that part that's restrictive. Why didn't the reporter ask that question? Because she's not a reporter. She's an activist. Who the hell says baseball players or any athlete is a leader? Which is what Joe Biden said. Here's a secret. Pro athletes are entertainers. They make their money entertaining us. That's it. They're no different than actors. And actors... For some reason, they think they are leaders too, and they're not. Their jobs is to hit a ball, catch a ball, throw a ball, and get paid millions for it. That's it. I'm pretty sure nobody, nobody in Major League Baseball actually read that policy. And how are the millionaires in baseball and the NBA hurt by this law at all anyway. Hey, newsflash. Since you want to move the you want to move the uh, All-Star game out of Atlanta, why don't you just move the Braves out of Atlanta? Go someplace else. 
Atlanta's that bad. Move the Braves out of there. Why, why, why'd you stop at the All-Star game? Why don't you encourage MLB to move the Braves out of Atlanta? Jim Crow and the water thing really irritates me because it is nothing but a flat out. This is a flat out lie. This law has nowhere, nothing in this law is has anything to do with Jim Crow. It's a flat out lie. And this gal doesn't push back because she's an activist and this is a propaganda piece. That's what this is. And newsflash, the North Carolina move by the NCAA because of the restroom thing where men have their own restrooms and women have their own restrooms and men go to the restrooms based off their their anatomical features was also wrong. This wasn't the right thing to do. What the NCAA did was wrong. And the NCAA actually lost a lot of viewership because of it. This is a propaganda piece. It's garbage. And it was meant to manipulate the MLB, which it did because Robert Manfred is a coward and a piece of crap. He released a memo that stated that they would be moving the All-Star game. So this is what the memo said. Over the last week, we have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs, former and current players, the Players Association, and the Players Alliance, among others, to listen to their views. I have decided that the best... By the way, that was 49 players. That's We're talking 49 people. Do you know how many thousands of players there are? Yeah, 49 people. I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sports as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and Major League Draft. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions at the ballot box. Except there are no restrictions. This is another lie. The coward doesn't want to bring up. What he could do is do something wild and crazy. If you're going to make a major move like that, that's going to cost a city and a state $100 million in tourism, he should probably point out what is restrictive about it. But he doesn't. In 2020, MLB became the first professional sports league to join the nonpartisan civic alliance to help build a future in which everyone participates in shaping the United States. That's not nonpartisan. It is partisan. It's leftist partisan. Again, civic alliance is not nonpartisan. We proudly use our platform to encourage baseball fans and communities throughout our country to perform civic duty and actively participate in the voting process. Fair access to voting continues to have our games unwavering support. We will continue our plans to celebrate the memory of Hank Aaron because he's black and this is what uh, Joe Biden was pushing. Hank Aaron probably wouldn't know much about the law either if he was still alive, but you got to throw some emotion to it. During the season's all-star festivities, in addition to in addition, MLB's planned investments to support local communities in Atlanta as part of an all-star legacy project will move forward, blah, 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 blah. So they're moving it out of... I, I, here's the thing. The response on Twitter was incredible. Manfred got slammed. And yes, you had President Barack Obama and you had a bunch of people just thrilled with it, but the right was not thrilled with it at all. And moderate liberals and independents were not thrilled with it. They were actually mortified by it. 
Brian Kemp, the governor, uh, the Republican governor of Georgia, said in a re- uh, press release, quote, today, Major League Baseball caved to fear, political opportunism, and liberal lies. Georgians and all Americans should fully understand what the MLB's knee-jerk decision means. Cancel culture and woke political activists are coming for every aspect of your life, sports included. If the left doesn't agree with you, facts and the truth do not matter. This attack on our state is a direct result of repeated lies by Joe Biden and Stacey Abrams about a bill that expands access to ballot box and ensures the integrity of the elections. I will not back down. Georgians will not be bullied. We will continue to stand up for secure, accessible, fair elections. Earlier today, I spoke to the leadership of the Atlanta Braves, who informed me they do not support the MLB's decision. Stacey Abrams, leftist lies have stolen the All-Star game from Georgia. This, uh, this was said by Speaker David Ralston. This decision is not only economically harmful, it also robs Georgians of the special celebration of our national pastime free of politics. But Georgia will not be bullied by socialists and their sympathizers. We will continue to stand for accessible, secure elections that are free and fair. And we will continue to speak the truth despite the extortion and intimidation. Exactly. And by the way, this is something that that Kemp did. Um, He actually said, no, we're not doing that. We're actually expanding it. And in a bunch of his interviews, he said, hey, we're more expansive on voting rights than, let's say, New York, Maryland, and uh, New York, Maryland, and Virginia, the blue states. So none of this is true. Except, yes, they require you to have an ID. Big deal. I'm going to get my COVID shot tomorrow, and guess what the first thing they're going to ask me for? My ID. It's a free shot. Everyone's supposed to get it. I'm supposed to get it. I'm going to get it, and they're going to ask me for the ID. And you know what else they're going to give me? They're going to give me a piece of paper that says that I have gotten my shot. And that piece of paper they're going to want me to carry around so I can show people that I've had my shot. What? That's another ID. President Trump, of course, said America should boycott baseball. This is going to be a huge hit on the MLB. This Because if it's me saying let's boycott baseball on Twitter, who gives a damn? But this is President Trump, and I'm sorry, I think over 50% of the people like President Trump. And I'll tell you what, I guarantee you his approval rating is going way up. We won't ever hear about it in polls. But right now, with the crappy job that Joe Biden is doing right now, I would guarantee you uh, Trump would probably has 55-60% approval, or like likability. So, I've stopped watching baseball. Even before Trump said anything, I said, okay, I I don't like this. I think baseball has now become a a propaganda machine like everything else. And I'm going to read Tom Sawyer. And I'm not going to worry about baseball. I don't give a damn. But I think Trump's backing of a boycott, this is going to have an impact. And I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what's going to end up happening. Not... Now we're hearing a couple things about this whole story. Now things are beginning to settle a little bit. LeBron James, in a tweet, welcomed the MLB to the, quote, family, end quote. Newsflash, I'm pretty sure LeBron James, who, by the way, has 
a high school diploma as his uh, reference. Yeah, I know he's 6'9 and he can shoot a basketball, but he basically has a high school diploma. I'm pretty sure he doesn't know anything about the Georgia law. And one of the things LeBron James should have said in his tweet, his viewership is down, for the NBA's viewership is down like 40% after the last three years, including the lowest. Their viewership of the NBA Finals has gone down every year, and last year it was practically anemic. So let's see what happens with bas- baseball. And by the way, it's also happened in basket. It's also happened in football. Football viewership has gone down thirty percent. Former President Barack Obama congratulated the MLB on their decision. There's a freaking shock. Okay, I'm pretty sure that Barack Obama is still hoping he's going to be president again. Of course, if the Dems get their left gets their way, he might be. Uh, President Biden's little speech about moving the All-Star game will cost Georgia one hundred plus million dollars in revenue. The district that's specifically affected in Atlanta was one that overwhelmingly voted for Joe Biden. Hey, blacks, Donald Trump has always said one thing. What have we what have they done for you? It just seems like in order to keep power, which is what this voting which is why they're not into this voting law. All it seems to do is take away is to increase their power and meanwhile it hurts your it hurts your communities. What have they done for you? Jordan, Joe Biden's been in politics since he was 29 years old. He's 78. He has been in politics for 50 years, including a vice president for 8 years. Uh the um here's what's really this is awesome. Um, the MLB just signed a deal with Tencent on Wednesday. This is China's largest tech company. If you don't know who China, the tyrannical communist gulag-ridden concentrate concentration camp-ridden um, genocidal China with the despot Xi as president. This company dropped the NBA because a Dallas executive uh, was supporting Hong Kong freedom and independence. And they signed a bill the day of the move from Atlanta. Makes you go, hmm. Keisha Lance Bottoms, mayor of Atlanta, applauded the decision. Wow, she is the mayor of the city that is now going to lose 100 plus million dollars. Do you guys really think she is for, she's for Atlanta? You think she gives a damn about your state? She hates your state. She hates your people. She just wants power. And the way she can maintain power. Because she's such an incompetent mayor is to support ways of getting her into office, which typically is illegal voting. Stacey Abrams, who has been pushing, she is like the lead liar for the Democrats on this subject. She says she's not really thrilled about Major League Baseball's decision. Of course she's not. Not because she's just separating herself from the reality that she created. The reason she needs to be against this decision is she wants to be a Georgia governor someday. And losing a hundred plus million dollars in revenue 
because of her lies, probably not going to be something that she's going to want brought up by her competitor. The lying our media does and the leftist politicians is really becoming apparent. They're really obvious about it now. They don't play with words anymore. They just go out and lie and lie and lie. And they just assume that the people too stupid to too stupid to know the difference. Okay, so Friday we had this absolutely terrible attack on the Capitol where one police officer was killed, one was injured, he's stable, he's gonna be fine. Um, this is when some guy slammed his car into two police officers, then got out of his car, pulled a knife, and was shot dead by the police. Um, you should listen to this because you might not hear it ever again. Uh, so when the first when the story first broke, CNN and MSNBC had already was already applying this whole thing to the narrative. So, mind you, there was no name and no motive until about a few hours after the attack. Before any information was released, CNN said the attack that came on January 6th, the QAnon attacks, this was the reason this attack occurred. They didn't know anything about this guy. But they said, no, this, this is an offshoot of that attack. MSNBC flat out got it wrong and said that the assailant was white and this was a white supremacist attack. Okay, what did we learn later? The assailant was a black man. He was a follower of the Nation of Islam. He was called he called Louis Farrakhan Jesus. He actually called himself Noah X because he was a huge Malcolm X fan. Do I think this was a terrorist attack? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like he lost it. He quit his job. He was financially struggling. And he, and according to his family, he was having suicidal delusions. I think this guy probably had mental and emotional problems. And he just decided to go off. Okay. Oops. The media got it all wrong. So how did the left react on this? Again, more media lies. CNN never released a photo of the uh, assailant. They never gave his name. They never said anything about his background. MSNBC did little to change the story. They just went straight into the new thing, which, again, is gun control. This is something that the leftist media and Ilhan Omar were pushing. They were talking about gun control. This had nothing to do with a gun. This guy did not have a gun. And now the media is not talking about it. They just stopped talking about it. Now, mind you, they're still talking about January 6th, which, by the way, killed the same number of officers that this one did. Supposedly, we don't even know how the guy on January 6th was killed or if he was killed. We don't know anything about that. None of that information has been released. But the media narrative, it's got to keep going, even if you have to lie and lie and lie and tell more lies. The media's just gotten really obvious about it today. They're not even hiding it anymore. The last story is, I think this is a fun story, especially since on Friday I actually talked about this 
Um, the queen of Twitter, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has been deemed one of the worst lawmakers in Congress. Um, they found a, a, a project by Vanderbilt University and the University of uh, Virginia created a center, nonpartisan center called the Center for Effective Lawmaking. And they found that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is one of the least effective members in Congress. Way too busy tweeting and actually not doing anything. And by the way, I've been saying this for a long time. What has she actually done besides go on Instagram, tweet, and go on far leftist shows? So this is what they say. AOC introduced 21 bills which the center defined as substantive. As substantive. But that's where it ends. That's it. None of the bills got to committee. None of the bills got floor votes. None ever became law. And all this information is actually on congress.gov, according to this deal. They're not making this up. Alan Weissman, a Vanderbilt political, uh, Vanderbilt political scientist and a co-director of the Center for Effective Lawmaking, said, quote, she introduced a lot of bills, but she was not successful at having them received any sort of action in committee or beyond committee, and if they can't get through committee, they cannot pass the House. It's clear that she was trying to get her legislative, uh, legislative agenda moving and engaged with the lawmaking process, but she wasn't as successful as some other members were, even among other freshmen, at getting people to pay attention to her legislation. When, when you look at the effectiveness, there are 240 Democrats. Um, there are 240 people in, or 258, I believe, in Congress. She ranked, I'm sorry, she ranked 230th out of the 240 Democrats. I'm sorry, there are 240 Democrats. She ranked 230th as far as effectiveness. In New York... There are 19 Democrat lawmakers, congresspeople, in New York State. She ranked dead last. Now, this news is coming out. And today, today, and I don't, I didn't read the entire article. I, I read the article, but I, I didn't actually include it in my show notes. But today, well, the link will be in my show notes. Today, uh, it was released that a bunch of lawmakers who received monetary support for their campaigns returned the money. They did not want to be um, associated with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is really something. A couple of Democratic insiders, which means they decided to remain anonymous, because she still is powerful. Okay, they said, one insider said, quote, tweeting is easy, governing is hard. You need to have friends. You need to understand the committee process. You need to be willing to make sacrifices. Her first day in Congress, she decided to protest outside of Nancy Pelosi's office. Not good. Not good. Yeah, this, this was going to kill her. And the problem is, she's stupid. She says things, and people realize she's just dumb. Another Democratic uh, insider 
added that legislation is never her focus. It was the media narrative. Yeah, no shit. You think? All she gave a damn was about narratives. She never gave a damn about actually doing anything. Republican uh, from New York, uh, Nicole Maliotakis, said, quote, her ludicrous policy ideas would destroy our country. Americans should be thankful she's not effective. So you can tell, even Democrats are beginning to push away from her. She is really becoming a, just a pariah in her own party. And the only thing is, there's a vote and they, the people like her. I mean, she's very pretty and she's got a big mouth, but that's about it. She looks good on Instagram, but that's about it. And by the way, uh, rumor has it she's married. And of course, why wouldn't she say she's married? I don't know if it's true or not. I it just it, It's a Twitter rumor. But if she's married, why isn't she announcing it? Because she's going to get more attention if she's single. If she's married, that's going to be a huge problem for her. She's going to lose a lot of those slobbering, uh, man-bun-wearing hippie types that just think she's the most attractive thing in the world. She's not that attractive, by the way. So did the squad actually fare better? Not really. Uh, Ilhan Omar sponsored 33 bills uh, that went nowhere. She ranked 214th out of 240. Not a shock. Rashida Tlaib saw her three substantive substantive bills actually substantive bills actually get into committee. Um, one did become a law. She ranked 92nd out of uh, out of uh, 240. Not a shock. She is actually doing something. They're what she's doing is probably garbage too. But at least she's doing something. And she's not as popular. Uh, people don't care about her tweets. She doesn't sit on Instagram all night drinking wine and cheese. Okay, and trying to figure out how a garbage disposal works. She's actually doing some work. But as far as Ilhan Omar, not a shock. I'm shocked she actually had 33 bills. Okay, so uh, visit my site at uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at all of my links. Uh, also, um, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, Twitch, and, Twitcher, Twitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Something really exciting we're going to talk about tomorrow. Water. Water, folks, is racist. Let's talk about that tomorrow. It's a great article from The Guardian. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>